I wasn't a fan of the January 6th panel and hearings at first, but I am following them. I'll give you my take on why I wasn't a fan at first and my thoughts on the last hearing. Stay with me. Welcome. You are listening to the commentaries and opinions of another opinion. I'm the host, Marlon Hughes, and I can be reached at MarlonJean29 at gmail.com. Hello and welcome to another of my commentary and opinion podcasts. If you like what you hear and you have any comments and suggestions, please hit the like button and subscribe to the podcasts. You can get them wherever you get your podcast or reach me at marlingene 29 at gmail.com. So with the January 6th panel, the reason kind of if I, because I wasn't a fan of the panel to begin with, was, was really basically because I felt that it was just going to be a, another political circus. We all know how it all kind of started out in the beginning, right? Um, Speaker Nancy Pelosi suggested that it was going to be a, a blue ribbon panel of people that wasn't connected to the government and stuff and all of these investigations. But then, you know, the Republicans always got to upstage shit. always want to try and make a mockery of things came in and didn't want to have anything like that. Why? In my opinion is because that this, this blue ribbon panel that was aside from government, that was completely and totally autonomous to what was going on in the government was going to find out some truths, some real truths that they, that no one, nobody was going to be able to deny. So the next step was okay. Then Nancy Pelosi said is okay. Then, well, why don't we just make it a bipartisan effort in the house? Well, we all know that, you know, the Republicans was going to get their sycophants up in there, try to make a mockery of it again with with less than faithful uh, commentary into the panel. And then the idea of trying to find the truth in what went on during the, the January 6th insurrection. Let's just call it for what it was a attempted coup. Um, running interference for Donald Trump because you know that there are still some sycophants that are in the House of Representatives and in the Senate that that unabashed, unabashedly support Donald Trump and run interference for him totally. When, when, when we really just need to get to the truth of what's really going on in this country and all facets right we have a we have a fascist uh element out there in our government that want to rely on and have this this idea of a totally white power structure in america because that's the mythology of it right but i don't want to get too far off in the weeds i don't want to start calling out people and calling out groups and all of that stuff because that's not what this commentary or opinion is about today. It's just simply about this January 6th panel, right? And at the end of the day, aside of the political circus and the bullshit that's going on, we, the American people, all of us in the American people, we need to know 
the absolute truth in the whole process because it just didn't this didn't happen in a vacuum in on January 6th this shit that happened at the capitol did, didn't happen overnight it didn't they didn't get together on January 5th and then January 6th they did this shit no no this was brewing for a long time and January 6th was just the end result of it period what are some of the things that contribute to that that's that we're not getting into that today we're not getting into this on this podcast so just like me there's a lot of people that has been watching the January 6th panel and the hearings and all of the information that came comes that come out of all of that and there's people that need to see it the ones that need to see it are not the ones that are watching it or taking the information the truth out of it that no they're not we know the ones that actually need to see it we do we all do let's just not make no mistake about it the one i'm just going to go back to it the ones that needs to see this the ones that need to hear it are the ones that are not doing it and those are the ones that for whatever reason they're just going to remain ignorant whether it's a willful ignorance or if it's a ignorance beyond their control because they want to stay in that mythology about what America is or should be that's another podcast for another day so in this so what ended up really ended up um, we all know that what really ended up being was a whole panel of uh of really good democrats i mean they really dug in and got to the truth some of these people that are really learned in in constitutional law and then you have the the two republicans that was on the committee i find i find it very refreshing that there were two that really wants to get to the truth whatever their motivation is it should be beside the point we as an american people we should want to know the truth of the people that are supposed to be serving and representing us in government whether it's at the federal level or whether it's at the local level we should have a vested interest in knowing what these people really are and they're pulling the curtain away they're they're drawing the curtain away and they're showing us the inner workings of what happened and these people not just the leaders but the ones that work for them the type of people that they are that's my interest in all of this and while these two republicans we know who they are adam kissinger and Liz Cheney. We know who they are. Their, their names are plastered everywhere, whether it's good or bad. D their names are plastered everywhere. One is one decided he just not gonna he's not gonna be able to win an election, so he's moving on. And Liz Cheney, 
is in trouble. That's another, that's, that's something else for another day. The point is, is that they decided that country and the security of the country is larger than any political gain or any political comfort or any political security that they may need or want. Other Republicans, we know who they are. We're not going to call them out by name, but as a whole, whether it's in the House or in the Senate or in the workings of government, they are still manipulating and spreading the lie and providing cover for Donald Trump. When I'm talking about providing cover, I'm talking about they are coming up with bullshit excuses to justify what he did. Full stop. That's really all that is. And then when they get to a situation or get to a question or get to a statement that they can't walk back, then they choose not to talk about it. Deflect. All of that. You see it in the politicians. You see it in the the trolls in the uh, comment section of any any uh, article that you read. You, you just see it. And then the media plays a big part in this as well. Because that's just how the information is being put out there. Truthful information or misleading and misinformation is being is being put out there by the media, whether it's conservative media, whether it's uh, liberal media, whatever. It is to the at this point in the game, it is the media is there to put out their narrative to their people. Period. And if you want to get the truth beyond that, you're going to have to go to independent media. That is, that is not beholden to the corpse or the corporation or those throwing the big money into the two political party system. Right wing media chooses not to cover the January 6th panel and hearings because of the information and the truth that is coming out from their investigation is damning. It is damning. You can't run away from it. Someone used to tell me long ago that you can't deny the truth when it's looking at you in the face. You can turn your head if you want to. You can stick your fingers in your ears so you won't hear it. But the truth is the truth and it out and it outlasts everything. <laughs> Martin Luther King used to say once upon a time in one of his speeches, no lie can live forever. Just ain't got that much energy. So we're going to move on. Excuse me. So there are a few things that stood out to me in the in the last hearing. I think it's uh, that that hearing was one of the two hearings that I actually saw that I actually sat down, took the time and and seen it 
from beginning to end. And it was a lot of information that went out there. It was a lot of truth. So, I mean, you hear some of the testimony and see some of the, the, the way that they put it all together to fit the, you know, to, to fix up the timeline and everything. And the testimony that went with the timeline and, and the records and all of that stuff and the phone calls and all of the other testimony, you, you get to see a picture of how this shit went down and what people were doing at that time and the reactions of people in real time. It, it paints a truthful, undeniable picture of what's, what was really happening. And the one thing that really stood out to me was Donald Trump's actions during that day, during, during that day, January 6th, spoke volumes. It really did. It really spoke volumes. You put his inaction along with all the other things that was happening around in his orbit and outside of his orbit, the actions of people, boots on the ground, his inaction spoke volumes. He wanted this shit to happen. He wanted those people. He wanted to rile those people up. When he stood there and he was talking to his people at that crowd right in front of the White House and telling them to march down there, he knew what he wanted. He knew that he was going to get his people riled up to go down there specifically to harm people. He knew it. He was banking on it. And while, and while they were down at the Capitol destroying government property, committing assault on the police officers that was there, he sat back because he saw that that was his opportunity to steal power. He watched his people attack the Capitol. He chose to watch Rome burn. And it was only then, it was only then when, when, when the dust settled and he wasn't going to get what he wanted was, was the only time when he considered Speaking to his people through social media, YouTube, uh, Twitter, and, and, and even then, he was still burning. He was still tossing gas on that fire. Yeah, he sure was. He's still tossing fire on there, man. Don't get it twisted. He was still trying after all that time. Another thing that that uh, that struck me too was the well. Look, first, I, I I watch I watch a certain program uh, now and then on uh, MSNBC. Uh, I think Chris Hayes. I really think that he is a really good reporter. When I first started hearing him and start reading some of his stuff, he's really articulate. He's really articulate and explaining the inner workings of political uh, the political environment. 
you know, right along with Ray, Rachel Maddow, they're really good, right? So he does make a good point. He, I saw, I watched him yesterday. I watched him the day before I watched him and he made a good point on his show that we always knew what, who Donald Trump was. We all knew who he was. Nobody is surprised by Donald Trump. If you are surprised about Donald Trump right now at this stage of the game, I'm sorry for you. Where the fuck you been? Everybody knows the type of person Donald Trump is. So why are you surprised? And there's a part in this this whole thing that the committee or the hearing brought out and was those outtakes. And the thing about those outtakes was he still did not say the election was over. He had a hard time. He had a problem saying that. He had a problem admitting the election was over and that he, and if, and if he did, he knew that he would have to admit he lost. And everything from that point on was a scam. Whatever you think the reason why he did not want to admit that the election was over is probably is probably valid. He didn't want to admit the election was over because if he did, that means he couldn't uh he couldn't fundraise off of that. He want or he in his mind he still thought he had a chance to win or overturn the election through legal means, even though that every last single legal mean that he did in the courts got thrown out. Whatever it is, ego, pride, whatever it is, it's probably valid. But in my view, and in my opinion, I believe that he didn't say that the election was over because he just did not want to admit defeat. That was like closing the door. That was like closing the door on, on, on all of that. And he had to admit that he lost. There's another thing too amongst all of this. And if Donald Trump never or if he didn't start or kept spreading the big lie, January 6th, the insurrection or coup attempt on January 6th, each and every all of these voter suppression laws in 39 to 40 different states here in the United States and the current voter intimidation that's going on in every place in the United States would never be happening right now. It just wouldn't. For those that are advocating voter suppression laws like like one drop box in a urban area where you know that there are poor and people of color living in and voter suppression or voter intimidation going house to house wanting to see if you live there you know all the bullshit or you standing in line getting ready to vote and they're trying to intimidate you to know what you're voting for all of that stuff would not be happening right now it just wouldn't 
I'm going to take a break right here. Tell me what you think. If you think if you think that it was another reason why Donald Trump decided not to even admit that that was uh, that that the voting uh, that was over or whatever it is that you want to comment or think on, please reach out to me at MarlinGene29 at gmail.com. We'll be right back after a short break. that you've enjoyed the music break by the way all music played on this podcast is from freemusicarchive.org you can find a litany of all genders of music on that site and is used with the creative commons license okay let's try to wrap all of this up here at the end so really what is what what is the panel really kind of aiming for you know what what are the what is the message that they're trying to send? Now, I, like I said um, earlier in the program, I, I wasn't really a big fan of the panel and the hearings to begin with because of how it all came about, right? But make no mistake about it, if you if you've seen one or two or even all of the hearings live on TV whenever they were shown or listened to them on national public radio or whatever it is or seen the repeats of it make no mistake about it I think that the the panel and the hearings is painting a picture of the truth in the timeline of the coup attempt that's what I think that they're aiming for is 
how dangerously close we came to to a a, a coup attempt. Well, 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 well stop. It wasn't. A, it, it was a coup attempt. But how dangerously close we came to the end of our functioning government, representative democracy. Uh, we came close to losing that. All because of an egomaniac that did not want to admit that he lost, that he was so drunk with power that he would do anything that was necessary to hold on to power. Lie, manipulate, uh, use whatever was at his disposal with the full power of government behind him. That's what I think that the panel was, was, was aiming for and still aiming for is that in itself. You can replace Donald Trump with any other person that relies on supremacy and power to control power. He's just the one that actually did it. Now, inadvertently, it the panel, the the hearings is showing is showing a true face of Donald Trump. Like I said earlier, we all know the type of person Donald Trump is. We all know anybody that has a functioning brain cell that pays attention to shit know what we was dealing with to begin with. And it's just, and for a lot of people, it's just kind of cementing that. And for some people, it's a revelation of, right? Wow, this dude here, <laughs> right? I think that's the, those are some of the things. Now to, to praise some of these people that were in the inside of the workings of this dysfunctional administration now coming out at the end, trying to save face. I'm just going to say that trying to save face. They're not heroes as far as I'm concerned. Why do I say that? Is because you chose to stay in that dysfunction, knowing how dangerous this man is. You you stayed in it until it was no longer profitable for you. Now you want to come out and tell us what we already know anyway. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Jesus Christ. So what what would be the impact or the consequences of said panel and hearings? What are we go what is the American people is going to get out of this at the end? Now we know that a couple of days ago that was the last act in Act One, and they have another few hearings in September. So in the interim. You know, we got this dead space in the interim of of the last of part one and the beginning of season two. Right. What do we what are we going to learn? What is what will be the impact of these hearings and what will be the consequences of those going forward? Because it's nothing but a it's nothing but a political uh, it's 
as far as I'm concerned, I'm so sorry right now. I'm uh, got a lot, a lot of thoughts going on here. So it, right now, this is really nothing but a political sideshow, right? We, we're getting all this revelation. We're getting all these real truths that are coming out of these hearings from the investigations and the way they presented the case and, and all of that is still no more than a political sideshow. And it's going to remain one until somebody up there pays a price for it. Whether it be Steve Bannon, whether it be uh, Cipollone, any of Trump's inner circle, any Trump himself, if they don't pay a price for it, socially, politically, criminally, they got to pay a price for it. Or this is for nothing. It ain't nothing but a sideshow. You might as well just wrap this up, put it on NBC, ABC, CBS at prime time, and it'd be another damn nighttime soap opera. As far as I'm concerned. So that's a <laughs> the attorney general. That's a Merrick Garland. That's another issue that I'll let someone else tackle that. I'm not going to tackle that at all. Now that's that's a whole nother issue, but still, there's got to be some consequences that goes along with that. It's just too much truthful information that's out there now for nothing to happen. But for us out here, what will be the impact of this? What what are we going to do going forward now? Now that we armed with this truthful information, what, what are we going to do now? How are we going to how how are we going to conduct our political business? What are we going to do? What, are we going to start being invested in our own society democracy? Are we, when are we finally going to be all in? Because we're not. We'll go to the polls. We'll, we'll vote for the person that tells us a good line and, and, you know, all of that shit. Someone that thinks like us or someone that tells us what we want to hear and all that crap. When are we going to be invested? all in on our political future in the United States. You see now, you see now how the Republicans are going to deal with, you know, I'll, I'll go off base a little bit here in, in my final, uh, in my final comments or my final commentary here. The, the Republican party of the United States, their political party of the Republicans have no policy whatsoever. None whatsoever. I would even go as far as to venture that that 90% of the people that are in government, 90% of the people that are that are in one or the other political party have no policy issue at all. What they serve you is a bunch of fucking talking points. 
to get you to agree with them on the side. Fuck you and your talking points. Give me some policy. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to do it? What is it going to take to do it? <laughs> That's my big issue. That's what I'm talking about. When are we going to be invested in this? So this kind of goes along with the impact and the consequences with with what's going on, how what is going to happen now. Now that these these hearings, we're going to have a few more coming out in September. Lord knows what's going to come out then. It, I tell you what, it probably is not going to be any kind of surprise at this point. But what I think is going to happen is probably no, not much of nothing. I hope that something will come out of it. I want to be hopeful that we can learn from this and the majority of us out there start doing the things that we need to do to keep people engaged in the leadership that we are electing to federal, state, and local governments. That means spending some energy and some time out there. But I'm afraid that it's not going to be much happening because there's a lot of us that we have distrust of the government and distrust in the political leadership, distrust even in the society in which we live in. We are people are talking about a civil war We're we've been in a civil war. We've never left out of the civil war. We're still in it. We're just not shooting each other. They have military uniforms. What do you think a fucking cultural war is all about? At the end of the day, we, we as citizens with the right to vote, whether, whether we are people of color or, or the, the sexual orientation or whatever, those that hold the right to vote, we need to not only be accountable for that vote, but those that are courting our vote and wanting to be our leadership, hold them to account. And if, if nothing else, this, this panel, these hearings and this testimony should spur us to start holding them accountable. If they come in your face, quoting your vote, make them give you policy instead of talking points. The January 6th panel and committee, along with these hearings, we know the truth now. We, we see the truth. We connected the dots. We've seen the timeline. We understand those that are paying attention, we know how dangerous we came, how dangerous it still is out there right now. It is now time to start holding them to account. Indictments, jail time. 
Let me know what you think. I always welcome your comments and your suggestions. If there is something that you would like for me to talk about and dig a little deeper on, please send out a commentary. If you're subscribed to my podcast, please leave a comment and a like. And the comment section of wherever you get your comment, uh, your podcasts, and leave a like. And please subscribe. Until the next time, see you.